Captain. Let's move. ABC Thursdays. Firefighters, we're family. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. The subject has explosive chemicals. Get down! With fiery romances. You're the love of my life. And Andy is finally in charge. I'm going to be the best damn captain the station has ever seen. Station 19. All new Thursdays, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. We got Minnesota leading Boston 2-1 after 1. Also after the first, Blue Jackets and Senators tied 1-1. Later, Lightning at Kraken, Devils at Flames. Flames sending three draft picks to Seattle for Callie Yarncroft. The Canadians send Ben Sherratt to the Florida Panthers, get a prospect and a couple of picks. Trade deadline is Monday. We'll have an extended edition of Oilers now with Bob Stoffer starting at 11 a.m. And then, of course, we got the Oilers in Colorado that night. Edmonton home to Buffalo tomorrow as the Oilers go after their fourth consecutive victory. The faceoff show will be at 5.30. The game will start at Seven, And we are counting down to the start of the Canadian Football League season, and I'm pleased to welcome back to Inside Sports the commissioner of the CFL. It's Randy Ambrosi. Randy, thanks for checking in tonight. How are you doing? I'm good, Reed. How are you, my friend? Well, I'm doing very well. It's nice to talk to you. It's nice to talk to you about the uh, season coming up, a full 18-game season, and uh, you know, getting back to normal, obviously, in the Canadian Football League. Tell me, tell me about your tour here. How's it been going? How does it feel to get back out on the road again? Well, it's been um, it's been great. I started yesterday in Calgary, uh, in Edmonton today. Had a tremendous day in Edmonton. Got a chance to spend some time with uh, with the Elks' new CEO and president, and uh, just enjoyed spending an hour with Victor talking about the league and. And uh, the future, he's a very engaging, very compelling guy. And then we had a, a great session with a group of um, key stakeholders, which was really engaging. And, uh, and now I'm in Regina, and I'm, uh, I'm going to do my next stop tomorrow. So it, it's been really good so far. Okay. You mentioned Victor Kui, who uh, I interviewed the day he was uh, announced here in Edmonton, have yet to meet him in person, but he's putting himself out there. He's got uh, a lot of energy, and he's uh, doing a lot of things to get people talking about the Elks in, in a positive light. Uh, your impression of of uh, meeting Peter, of meeting Victor so far? Yeah, you know, again, he's uh, he's definitely a very bright guy. He's, um, as you correctly indicated, Reed, he's high energy. Like he's got uh, he's got big ambitions for you know for the Elks. He's He's very forward thinking. He's, uh, you know, his thoughts, uh, you know, he's, he's, first of all, he's, I was incredibly impressed by how well he understood a lot of the current league uh, initiatives. He's very engaged. We talked a lot today about the, our partnership with Genius Sports. He's very familiar with Genius from his, uh, from his past uh, life experiences. He's very supportive. So, you know, all in all, you just got to, uh, it was a great hire for, for Edmonton, I think he's going to do a great job. So, um, you know, again, just a, a very exciting day for me. Uh, I, I can say now without hesitation, the uh, the Edmonton Football Club are in very good hands. Well, we're glad to hear that. And I want to ask you about 
what you saw last season and whether or not you once played for the double E to me or not, isn't necessarily overly relevant. You are concerned about the well-being of all the franchises and, and Edmonton has generally been one of those cities where it's considered, well, there may be struggles here or there, but, but they get out and support the team in Edmonton. How concerned were you last year? And I'm a season ticket holder. So I was in some of these quote unquote crowds that, that weren't very large Randy, especially the last two or three games of the season. How concerned were you to see that here in Edmonton? Well, just, you know, generally, Reed, it's, uh, it's, it's a, a concern whenever we see any one of our teams, you know, struggling on the field and struggling and struggling at the gate and obviously having a pretty good understanding of the history in Edmonton and how well that city has supported its football team. It was very disappointing. But, you know, beyond that, I had every confidence that the, the you know that the team's board would uh, you know would look towards the future. They would uh, make sure they had the right people in the right jobs, and they've clearly done that. And so you know we'll we'll just consider this to have been an aberration, you know, a short term, a short term blip on uh, on on otherwise phenomenal track record in Edmonton and. You know, again, while I was concerned, I can say today that I feel like the I feel like Edmonton's in very good hands. Uh, you mentioned Genius Sports in a previous answer, and uh, look, I'm just going to read a line from a press release from a few months ago, and then you can tell me what it means for the average fan. Uh, Genius Sports will provide a wide range of technology and services that will enable the CFL to accelerate its growth plans and engage new audiences around the world. But, but I mean, for the average man or woman, boy or girl watching the league, what is this partnership with Genius Sports going to mean? Yeah, Reed, uh, great question. You know, you, uh, uh, you know, as we've gotten to know Genius better and better, uh, you really think about Genius in three distinct, uh, in three distinct businesses. They have a, a sports technology and support business, a betting technology and support business, and a broadcast technology and digital support business. Uh, in the sport, uh, in the sport technology uh, business, it's uh, there's a tremendous array of marketing tools that um, literally leading edge digital marketing that are going to allow us to customize marketing uh, marketing pr- programs and marketing campaigns specifically designed to reach out to existing CFL fans. Uh, you know, make sure we get the content that they're interested in their hands, uh, continue to provide, uh, you know, lots of support to that really strong existing fan base. Where it gets really exciting, Reed, is their ability to reach into the worldwide, you know, network and the worldwide web, identify uh, high potential uh, sports fans, and be able to start reaching them and, and, and sending them information Start building a relationship with those uh, with those potential fans, and obviously draw them into into our league. So that's one area that we're really excited about. Uh, another piece, Reed, is they have through their second spectrum technology the ability to. They're going to be installing these high technology cameras in all of our stadiums. That's going to allow them. Uh, these cameras capture literally thousands of frames a second. That's the kind of technology, Reed, that would allow us to do augmentation on our broadcasts where you could show the speed that a player is running at, for example. It's also that technology that we saw in the NFL with Nickelodeon where you could potentially have a, have a game feed 
where you're uh, where you're broadcasting and you're you know the the slime trails that you know are so entertaining for younger viewers and and kids and that's another high potential opportunity as we you know look to build a relationship with younger Canadians and attract them to the CFL so that's an example in the betting uh, in the betting technology area look we're really excited to have a partner that has a long track record as we get set to take on the opportunity in the single game wagering community in the single game wagering area we now have a partner that's got literally world class experience that's going to allow us to reach fans that are going to put a bet on a game high engagement opportunity and uh, we're excited about that and then in the broadcast technology read it's it's really going to help us strategize and think about our future uh, initially in our U.S. broadcast rights, which expire at the end of this year, and then potentially some uh, international broadcast rights. But it's going to really bring the best of the world to us and give us an opportunity to really have a strategy around the long-term growth of our, of our broadcast rights. So in every one of those three areas, Reed, they're going to bring world-class experience, proven, proven strategies, that's really going to help us grow the CFL. And that's what CFL fans have been asking from us, you know, for quite some time. And I, I think in a, in a very big way, we're now getting ready to deliver on that ask. And, uh, and I think it's an exciting time for the CFL. Okay. Well, thanks for that answer. Uh, yeah, I, I'd certainly be interested in extra stats and player speeds and stuff like that. I don't, I, I might be a little too old for the slime in the end zone, Randy, but uh <laughs> I understand. Well, listen, you know, at some point, I think, you know, uh, we're all going to have nephews and nieces and sons and daughters and grandsons and granddaughters. And and that's a whole generation of fans that we want to get excited about this great game, Reed. And now uh, we've got a partner that has all of those technologies. So, you know, maybe not for you and I, Reed, but but definitely for some young Canadians who we can attract to the to the CFL. No, I, I hear you, and uh, I think uh, that's good you guys are looking at that generation for sure. Randy Ambrosi, Commissioner of the Canadian Football League, checking in tonight on Inside Sports. Okay, collective bargaining agreement. Uh, what, I'll just ask you very generally, Randy, what's, uh, what's the status? Where are we with it? Well, uh, you know, Reed, I'm happy to report that for months now we've been working behind the scenes, uh, uh, really working really hard to build a stronger relationship with the Players Association. And uh, we've been talking all the way through the, through the winter, the fall and the winter. Uh, w- one of the things that we're really excited about is that we're bringing such a positive perspective to the bargaining. Uh, the players and the league have agreed to try something different, this interest-based bargaining, which is a very different approach, uh, uh, certainly designed to be less confrontational than the traditional uh, positional-based approach. We're excited about that because we want to build uh, a long-term, mutually beneficial partnership with the players. And the interest-based approach is, is really, it's really about taking, taking an issue. Uh, so let's say, for example, something we learned from our recent uh, marketing research study that Canadian fans or CFL fans want better game flow. It puts the issue of game flow as an idea on the table and allows us to really talk to each other as partners about how do we how do we make the game flow better? How do we make the game more exciting? How do we make it more fast-paced? 
And Reed, I just think we're at the beginning of a new beginning with our players association partners. And, uh, and I think we're, you know, so all of the, all the pieces are in place to, to really start the process. The players had their, their um, AGM just uh, about 10 days ago. They've now got their bargaining team in place and we're ready to, to sit down and start talking in the next short while. But just generally, the most exciting is we've worked behind the scenes to really set the stage for a really constructive uh, set of bargaining discussions and we're all looking forward to getting that started. Uh, are you completely confident that the start of the season won't be delayed? Everything will be in place by then? Well, uh, I think Reed, you and I have known each other for some time now. I'm very optimistic that we both want the same thing. We want a, we want a healthy, long-term partnership-oriented agreement with the players. We want one that's going to, you know, going to make the players partners in our league. We're going to look for ways to make sure we help each other succeed and I think when you go into the process with a really good attitude, you have every reason to believe that you're going to come out of it with a really good solution. Okay. All right. Um, you know, COVID, it, it's still out there, even though how we handle it has changed over the last uh, couple of years. You know, p- people can still get COVID. Let's face it. The NHL has had a lot of players get COVID. Um Anything you can tell me about how positive cases or protecting players from it might be handled in the upcoming season? Well, we just had our uh, our annual medical meetings in Montreal this past weekend, uh, Reed, and our two chief medical officers really led the led the discussion. Uh, Dr. Nadeau from Edmonton and Dr. McCormick from Vancouver. Uh, you know, we are going to we're going to go into the season uh, very, very well organized, very well prepared. The two docs are keeping an eye on uh, on the trends and developments in the in the COVID area. But just generally speaking, Reed, I'm happy to say I think there there was a sense of optimism. It's optimism in that meeting. I think there's a real strong confidence that we're going to have a, a really good full season this year, you know, start on time uh, with training camps and finish with a fantastic great cup game at mosaic stadium in Regina. But uh, I think just generally what I would want to share with you Reed tonight is that I think we got a lot of confidence from our doctors that we're on the right track and, and we will of course manage and monitor and, and program ourselves accordingly. But tonight I'm, I'm feeling you know very good about the future for the league and certainly good about our ability to uh, to manage uh, COVID if and if and when we have to manage it. Okay, uh, I'm going to end with uh, I kind of started with a softball about your tour, Randy, and then I got into the newsy questions, but I'll end with a softball. Uh, the Grey Cup went to overtime. There were a couple of awesome NFL games that went to overtime, but maybe people felt the coin toss was a little too involved in the decision. Uh, how, how did you like a lot of people saying the NFL needs to do what the CFL is doing with overtime? Well, you know, look, Reed, I think we have an amazing overtime format. And, you know, frankly, it's like two heavyweight boxers just duking it out. I think our format is great. And, uh, you know, I, I, I watched a lot of the NFL playoffs this year. And, you know, things that I would say I, I observed, you know, the NFL has certainly much more motion in its game on the offensive side of the ball than it, than it had in the past. And in many ways, if you watch the NFL game, I think you'll see a lot of CFL in the NFL game. 
And I think we should be proud of that, Reid. And I think we should be proud that in many ways we've been uh, real leaders in the, in the world of football. And, uh, look, I won't be surprised if the world of football continues to look to the CFL for innovations. And I like our, I like our overtime. I wouldn't want for me, and I'm not being critical, but I wouldn't want my, uh, my fate decided by the flip of a coin. So I'd like, again, for many reasons, we all have so many, so many reasons to be proud of our game. And, uh, but that doesn't mean that we shouldn't uh, continue to work on it and make it stronger because our goal is to have the most entertaining, fastest, most fun brand of football in the world. Randy, I always appreciate your time and that you uh, take the time to talk to fans here on, on Inside Sports. I really appreciate it. I hope the tour continues to go well, and I'm sure we'll talk again once uh, the season gets rolling. I really appreciate it. All the best. Reed, best wishes to you and your family and all your listeners. Stay safe and happy, and we'll look forward to and uh, watching a, a little bit of football together this coming summer. There we go. That is Randy Ambrosi, the commissioner of the Canadian Football League, checking in tonight. So uh, optimistic about Victor Cui at the helm of the green and gold. Uh, really good answer there about genius sports. That could mean a lot of things for how we consume the CFL here going forward with maybe new technology and uh, elements to broadcast and things like that. Uh, the CBA negotiations, I, I felt he was kind of careful with what he was saying, but uh, you, you know, Randy, he's optimistic that they'll get everything done before the start of the season. And I'm sure the players want to do that as well. They don't want to miss any games. And uh, we will go from there. So that was Randy Ambrosi checking in. Always good to have him on the show. I, I'm going to talk a little bit more about overtime in football as we move along tonight because I do have something interesting I want to tell you. Again, the trades in the NHL tonight. Sherratt goes to the Panthers. Yarncroc goes to the Calgary Flames. The Oilers are going to start Smith tomorrow and Pugliarvi and Russell will return to action. Broberg goes to the farm. Tyler Benson has been placed on waivers. It's Inside Sports on 630 Chet. Oil Kings getting ready to face off against Saskatoon at uh, Rogers Place. 14 wins in a row for the Oil Kings. Just an amazing season. So the, the NFL overtime, there's been some proposals to change it. The Colts and the Eagles want to say, yeah, both teams have to get at least one possession. The Titans say that if the team opens overtime with a touchdown, they, end, they then also have to get a two-point convert to win. You can't just win automatically by scoring the touchdown, which is pretty interesting. And, and I talked about this a few uh, weeks ago, maybe in the fall, that Baltimore had this proposal spot and choose. This is a really interesting one. One team would pick the yard line on which overtime starts, and then the other team would say if they want to start on offense or defense. So if Buffalo would have said, okay, the ball starts on the Kansas City one-yard line, well, obviously the Chiefs are going to start on offense, but they're starting on their own one. So they could still win with a touchdown, but they got to go 99 yards instead of, you know, maybe 60 or 70. Anyway, Gushu, Briar Champ, next. 630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.